Show me something. Hello and welcome back to the Show Me Something podcast. I'm Will. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jacob. And this week I showed my dear friends the 2016 film Arrival, directed by Denis Villeneuve, a French-Canadian director, starring Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker, uh, most importantly, I would say. Um, nice little sci-fi film. What's up, boys? How we feeling? How's the week going? It's going all right. Good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Living the dream. What, what are we drinking? Um, I've got a Finback and Untitled Art collaboration. It's a oat cream IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, Finback out of New York, Untitled Art out of Wisconsin. Uh, it's pretty good. Nice. Pretty tasty. I'm having unapologetic fruit jam jar. Ooh, it's an fancy. ale and sour mix. A uh, bunch of fruit in it. A lot of fruit in it. Very good though. Yeah. It looks very fruity. Um, I've um, got a beer out of uh, Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Miller Lite. <laughs> I had to see where it was brewed, and I'm like, where the fuck do they make this? <laughs> That's solid. That's solid. We got two uh, two Wisconsin brews, you know? Can't That's complain. Good. Um, Shout out to Pip. Pip just woke up, it looks like. Pip, yeah, what are you doing? You're, like, dazed. <laughs> dazed and confused. He just looks over. <laughs> Trying to wake himself up. Um, you got any um, housekeeping, Trev? Uh, do I? I don't know. I'm, I was just did asking I you because I assumed you were first. <laughs> the way you said that, it was like I told you I did, something. I earlier. did say it like like there was something crazy. It was like a leading question. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think so. I'm right still on. Playing Red Dead Redemption. Nice, cool. Um, Making good progress. No, I haven't made much progress since last week. Fair. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Just been living, hell yeah, brother. working, doing stuff. Well, you recorded a um, some Ned Pod. Oh yeah, in person. I did record the Ned Pod. That's yeah. right. We did. Oh the, yeah, I didn't ask about that. How'd the, that go? The, went well. Yeah, <laughs> it went okay. Yeah. I, uh, did you guys get more than one episode done? We did two. Yes, we did two. Uh, Fuck. I, I screwed up two times with two different cameras. Classic Trev, <laughs> trying to sabotage but, Ned Pod. I've learned my lesson, so if I'm allowed back. I'll, it'll be good, maybe. <laughs> um, I mean, at least he could make it to the second podcast. I've never done that, so <laughs> I didn't start drinking until we started recording. So, <laughs> smart man, it's very smart. That's a good strategy. Yeah. I have to, I have to uh, put that into play next time. I'm I did on. keep Jacob if awake. Again. I did keep Jacob awake for way longer than he wanted to be. I could tell. Dude, I didn't go to oh, bed until ten. 10. I was, Damn I was. Me like intoxicated and i was like i'm not driving i, I, can't I had drive been home. up for like 45 hours at that point <laughs> wait what no it's not true i just <laughs> i was like what do you work a triple shift or something um um i've just been playing banner lord still uh and i want and i'm still keeping up with uh dr stone uh there's only been the one episode mm-hmm. since last time i mean one came out this morning apparently but we haven't work, watched so. it yet. Yeah, it was at so. work. <laughs> uh, the good the stuff. most recent episode was very good, and it makes me want you to watch it now, Will. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I'll probably... I mean, there's, what, like a couple episodes left before the season's over? Yeah, I think there's like eight yeah. or nine out right now. And there's 12, I think, this season, right? I'll probably yeah. just wait till it's over and then rip it. I'm I'm uh, currently binging The Good Place. I'm finally on the final season. Um, so once that's done, I'll have some time, although that'll probably be pretty soon. But I can start dr stone is it on uh crunchy roll yeah. yep okay cool oh yeah and we're all yeah, doing that. Uh, all of us are watching the next pick uh already from trevor yes. yeah. slash special guest yes yeah this is gonna be tease. our first Good tease yeah this is gonna be our first guest episode where one of us has already two also people. seen the thing yeah this is gonna be our first yeah. episode where two people have seen something a concept so. we've been talking about since before the pod even started <laughs> because we all have so many common things that we love and want to talk about. But so open yeah. the floodgates. This, this is a little better because it's at least two of the three hosts have yes. not seen it. Versus well, I was be two hosts. And, yeah. yeah, I was already going to bring this just on my own. And then special guest heard and was like, mm-hmm. I got to be there. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, special guest. Yeah, There we are. 
Um, cool. So a quick uh, synopsis <clears throat> about the film. Um, one day, 12 alien ships land uh, throughout the globe, um, scattered across the country, or not the country, the world. Um, the most relevant one is in Montana. The film focuses on Amy Adams' character, who's a language professor. Um, she gets called in by the military to try to assist them in communicating with this group of aliens. Mm -hmm. um, Sci-fi film, I think it's... I we'll, We can talk about this a bit after the review section, but I think it's a, it's a kind of a unique sci-fi film in the fact that it's not really like an action movie. Um, yeah. It was hard for yeah. me to kind of think of sci-fi movies that aren't also just like by default also action movies they're out there um, for sure there are they're, they're out, out there, there yeah but like yeah. this one is there's barely any like you know quote-unquote action it's like a very thoughtful kind of slow contemplative film um cool what'd you think trev uh i really liked it i gotta say off the bat i kind of had the main plot point spoiled for me like months ago if not a year ago well, or that's, yeah that's hard to hear right there that's i know it that's wasn't terrible why didn't you tell me i wouldn't have brought it because i still wanted to see it and i Fuck. still no i still really liked it and it'd been so long that i kind of was like maybe that was not mm -hmm. real and i kind of was still in it with it going like not knowing for sure that what i had spoiled yeah. for me was correct so i still but i still really enjoyed it it's a gorgeous film mm -hmm. It, the story is very interesting. It does remind me of some other stuff that I've read, uh, mm -hmm. but I don't even want to mention what they are because that in itself would probably spoil things. Yeah. Um, once we get in the spoiler section, then I'll talk about that a little. Cool. But yeah, really loved it. I gave this a nine and a half out of ten. Damn. Uh, my, o my only complaint, a uh, little too dark for a lot of the film. Too like dark lighting wise, or like the, lighting wise, the oh, whole okay. like almost the entire film is like give me like I get having the dark most of it being dark, but give me a couple of scenes at least where they brighten it up a little bit. Like come on. <laughs> uh, overall, I really really loved it though. It was really good. It's very interesting. Cool. Nine and a half out of ten. It would be ten out of ten if it wasn't for that. If maybe a couple other a couple other little things yeah. maybe yeah i feel like along like, with that darkness too it has a relatively muted color palette mm -hmm. um, yeah, which i don't mind sure. a muted color palette but it's just yeah sometimes, i'm just saying like, it adds to it they're walking through like areas and i'm like i can't see anything maybe that's really? my own setups issue or something but just some of it i'm just like this is this is gotta so bump that brightness up homie yeah it I sounds do. like your brightness i have to turn it down every time we record because my screens will that's blast true. me in the face uh, yeah. I do want to rewatch it, maybe on like a better set, like get like a 4K DVD and like put it on yeah. the big TV outside uh, the front room. Um, they do have the was... 4K stream on Amazon. My internet mm -hmm. cannot handle that. I'm just saying it exists. <laughs> I would have and to also, download like, it. Do you have a 4K screen? Yeah. Oh shit! Hell, my both of my monitors dude, are 4K. He's an elite gamer. Are you kidding me, dude? Whoa! Fuck. <laughs> The Damn TV it. up front's 4K. We got the Blu-ray player finally recently. He's got a 4K uh, ultra wide with 4K. an anime girl it's going great. across it. 4K <laughs> is nice. Now the only thing I've actually watched in 4K, like true 4K on the big new TV with the Blu-ray, is Jumanji: The Next Level. Hell yes! <laughs> I heard. The, I haven't seen the second one. I heard the first the, one's yeah, good though. Yeah. First one's good. Second one's also good. I'll bet a couple of times mildly uncomfortable. That's how it's supposed and to be. That Jack, and that Jack Black is trying to play. A black person. <laughs> oh, classic the, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Tropic Thunder Tropic type Thunder stuff. Yeah, <laughs> not quite because he's like in the body of him, so he's not like in uh, blackface or anything. It's just the character Fridge is inside Jack Black, and so it's like a couple yeah. of times. It's like this is a little like it's fine, but it's a little awkward <laughs> at times. Mm, yeah. um, That's fair. But yeah, I I really liked it, and there's a couple of plot points where I'm just like they would have explored that a little bit more than they did mm. that i would liked but overall great movie awesome definitely watch it if cool. you're listening to this wait are you talking about jumanji or are you talking about arrival arrival <laughs> arrival 
I mean, like you I'm switched there in the middle without saying. Anything. I did switch. Yes. <laughs> now nah, he was he was tying the tying the bow, dude. I yeah, thought overall, I thought he was big shouting out Jumanji. I was like, fuck yeah, there's my Jumanji, boy. nine and a half out of ten. <laughs> yeah, like big slapper. Cribbles, mostly that blackface thing, but you know. <laughs> no, like, why you got, made me put, raffle. <laughs> don't put words in my mouth, Will. Um, <laughs> joke. Overall, yeah. I, I just I really like this and definitely go watch it before we get to the spoiler zone because it yeah. will help a lot if you don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, agree. Right on, Jacob. Um, yeah, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I thought it was really solid. Um, I thought it had good pacing, uh, even though uh, like a lot of it, it, like you were saying, it's not an action heavy movie. There's like barely any at all. Like there's a couple yeah. scenes that you could try to consider action, but it's not even. It's just yeah. mostly them just trying to figure everything out, and I just found it really interesting, and the characters were great, um, and the um, the acting was really phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a good time watching it. Um, I didn't know anything about the story. I didn't have anything spoiled. I, I didn't know anything about the movie at all. Like, really, I had heard about the movie when it came out and then didn't think about it ever again. <laughs> Which, I mean, that happens Damn. to so many movies. Like, it's yeah. just there's so many, like, good movies that come out. It's like, because this was, That's what, true. 2016? Yep. It was a strong year. Yeah, strong year. Um, I think we were looking Very. at it before, the ones that had, like, won Best Picture. And it's there's so many good movies out. Um Yeah. But yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I'd give it probably um, like an eight out of ten. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I I thought the um, like the lighting was fine though, Trevor. I didn't have any issues with uh, with it being too dark yeah. on my side. Um, my my issue uh, was more the um, I found the audio mixing to be um, not my favorite. To where the, the I found the dialogue to be a little bit too low, like the Nolan effect, where the the sound effects are high and the uh, audio's low, the classic uh-huh. like trying yeah. to pull you in or whatever thing. It's not my favorite type of audio mixing, but um, that also yeah. might just be because I'm watching it at home, you know. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean it, it wasn't really too bad. I found that more in the beginning of the of the movie than than later on, um, mm-hmm. like when they're doing all the build up and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, really solid pick. Cool. Just briefly before I jump into my own, uh, it did win an Oscar for Best Sound Editing and was nominated for Best Picture, Damn. Best Director, Best Best Screenplay, <laughs> Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Production Design, and Best Sound Mixing. That's so hilarious. Maybe your ears are just broken. Um, I'm kidding. I Did you watch it in headphones or did you watch it off the TV? No, I watched screen? it on uh, TV. Yeah. I. That's one thing that I... Um, have been doing for this podcast, although it's partially just because Reese goes to bed earlier than I do, and I oftentimes end up watching things for the podcast after she's asleep. But I, you know, I like on the Apple TV, I just hook up my headphones to it. Um, and yeah, the sound, I think the sound is impeccable in this film. I agree that it is kind of that like bassy, eerie, wah type stuff mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, it's um, it's ambient. Um, yeah, very ambient. But yeah, but there's some really good. There's like a really good string theme that kind of bookends the film. That is like I think really evocative. Um, yeah, so I mean I love this film. Obviously, that's why I brought it. Uh, I saw it in theaters when it came out. Um, in one of my classic like solo movie trips, um, which I dearly miss. Fuck this pandemic. I think honestly one of the biggest things I miss about this is that I can't go to the movies. <laughs> um obviously beyond seeing my friends and my family like number three is probably that i can't go to the movie theater um i i think this movie is really cool in the fact that it's like a very kind of thoughtful and slow and like literary sci-fi film um it's not very bombastic it's kind of like quiet you know obviously we just spoke about the sound it's not i don't think it's literally quiet but it is kind of a slow meditative film um, I think Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner's performances are wonderful. Mm-hmm. The plot is just incredible. Um, I really feel like it's worth repeating what Trevor said. Like, if you're at all interested in this film, like, please don't listen to this podcast beyond this point. Like, just go watch it because it's got, you know, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say there is like a element of the plot that you probably don't see coming and it, it, 
alters the film for sure right like um it's best this is one of those movies that it's best to go in knowing as little as possible uh i truly wish i had seen this in the theaters back when it came yeah, out because it was i could only it, imagine honestly it absolutely walloped me i mean you know i am a, a very emotional moviegoer um i fully give in to the experience of seeing the movie and kind of like just accepting whatever it's giving to me this is an incredibly emotional film um it absolutely devastated me the first time i saw it and it absolutely devastated me this time too um i sat on my couch sobbing at the end of it (laughs) monday night um i honestly i watched it monday because i wanted to watch it again um i wanted to watch it twice before the podcast but i couldn't bring myself to put myself through it again um that soon after watching it on monday so uh it's a really it's really cool it's a great movie i think um and uh i think it's relatively unique in terms of sci-fi as a landscape um and a genre so yeah i'm i'm at a nine and a half also um on letterboxd i said five out of five but when i give it out of ten i feel like it's probably a nine and a half but it's it's pretty close to a perfect film um and I think Denis Villeneuve is maybe the best working director right now, um, or in my opinion, one of the best, and certainly like the most exciting. Uh, I think since Sicario, he hasn't made a bad film, um, and not only that, he's made like borderline generational films. Um, the Blade Runner sequel, I think, is really incredible, and he pretty much got that sequel off the strength of Arrival. And then now he's making Dune, you know, which has been pushed back because of the pandemic. That's supposed to be like a really huge deal. Uh, But I'm very excited for that just because of how well he's adapted these things uh, in the past. Yeah, cool. Um, Before we jump into spoilers, do we want to talk briefly about our favorite sci-fi films? uh, Slash our favorite Amy. We can start with Amy Adams' performances, I think. I mean, I I don't think we're going to be able to do sci-fi films. We were talking about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we can maybe touch on a few, but I I do agree that it can... There's so many. down a pretty long road. Yeah. Um, And what constitutes sci-fi and what doesn't is a whole other discussion. And just... Would you consider Star Wars to be a sci-fi movie, Will? Yeah. Will thought it was, or Trevor thought it wasn't sci-fi. It's it's technically... What is it? It's more of a space opera. But like, I just, I, okay. But I get, no, it's why. Because we can can really get into the weeds. I just don't see how space opera isn't a subgenre of sci-fi. But also straight up, if someone's like, without me like thinking about it too hard, like outside of the context of this, someone was like, Star Wars, sci-fi? Yeah. That would be my yeah. gut. My gut response would be that, but then yeah. you go and like you start thinking too deep about it and all that crap. And like I agree that it's a space opera, but I think that space opera falls under the umbrella of sci-fi. Like, for sure. You know we can we can get you know so. I'll give you that. Picky. You know what? Let's. Yeah, I like so that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it's probably best for us to avoid that conversation. I I kind of <laughs> threw it out in our text like in our texts about a potential list because I am the list king. Um, that you I are. don't really have any, but Cobb suggested best Amy Adams performances, and I am curious to hear. Um, I have like a very rock solid top three for Damn. her. So I'm curious to hear what. I'm curious. Really, to hear what I do not. Trevor, you yeah, go I first. Sure. <laughs> I'm going first. Mine are in no particular order. I'm leaning too far away from the mic. Um, and okay, Talladega Nights. Jacob was like he. We were talking a little bit, and he brought it up. Think I forgot she was in it, and I was already written down on my list. And I was like, I, I forgot she was in it too. <laughs> Just, she's hilarious, dude. And, I watched uh, one clip, and I wouldn't say that it was like a good performance. <laughs> I'd say that that's a funny movie. <laughs> she's funny in that. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I didn't make it I've, anywhere near down the list of her performance. Sorry, Trevor. there's a the lot office. Of that's that's wild. The office. The classic. office. The yeah. office is number two. Yeah, Katie, the person. No, yeah. minor in no order. Minor in no order whatsoever. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I don't. I mean, this movie, I guess, but I'm not really going to list this movie in my list because we're talking about this movie. But this movie would Why be not? number. Fine. This movie's number one. Then throw it in there. Easy. This easy is number hey. one, and then the rest are in no particular order. Uh, Enchanted. Huh. Was funny. Say again. You guys not remember Enchanted? <laughs> I know. Of course I've never seen I don't. It, of course I don't remember. I've seen that movie. it. 
<laughs> I, I've seen it. It's funny. That was like the big uh, banger, like Disney live action film. Wait, did of it the slap? Two thousands. I never saw it, but it was very popular. It was goofy and funny. Trevor, I mean, aren't you I'm wearing an enchanted T-shirt right now? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. There we go. If only we yes. didn't have video pod, we could we could still sell bits like that. <laughs> all my all my visual gags are gone now. Now you have to get real visual gags. Fuck! I gotta start bringing props on. Mm-hmm. I gotta become like carrot top. You like, uh, like carrot top? Yeah, exactly. And she was good in uh, the second night at the museum movie. Hell yeah! As Amelia Earhart. Perfect impression. This is a, this is a wild list. I think it's a great list. I. I didn't know she was in any of these films. I remember I think besides Enchanted. Like, sure. someone says Amy Adams, I know her immediately. Hell yeah. If you had asked me before I started looking at lists of movies she was in, stuff that she was in, I'd be like, I have no... She was in The Office, I think. And that would have been it. <laughs> and, I love that. And then I think Caledigan Nights was also something that actually came to mind, but I'm not positive on that. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Otherwise, You remember Arrival. her from Caledigan Nights. I don't believe yeah. that. <laughs> I like redheads. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, right on. I vibe. There we go. Talk about uh, Into the Weeds. Yeah, we could vibe with it. That came out of Trevor, it. top three favorite redheads. Yeah. Uh, nice. Well, I didn't think you were right. I thought that was a joke. Amy, I didn't. <laughs> Amy Adams. Um, there he goes. She's number one. Unstoppable. Lot, no, number one would be... Um, Lola Rabbit, dude. Emma Stone. She's a redhead. That's fair. Is she? Yeah. Isn't she a? Yeah. Thought she had brown. She's, she had a she's been blonde. She's been blonde and brown recently, but she's. I think she's. I thought she. I had, feel like I she's she a redhead. In my mind. In my mind, she's I a redhead. So I think she was a redhead, like an easy A, super bad. Dude. As Hermione. That's Emma Watson. That That's Emma Watson, Watson my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Emma Watson the whole time. I was like, that doesn't That's make any great. sense. That's La La great. Land, my guy. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fuck that list. Shout Anyways. out to your redheads, Trevor. Cobb, what's your top three Amy Adams performances? Um, Number one. Mine are actually... Well, no, I'll go number one. Um, I was going to say no particular order, but that's that's crazy talk, am I right? Uh, number one, uh, The Fighter. She played Charlene. Um, great, great performance. Great movie. I love that movie. Uh, I really need to rewatch it. Uh, Trevor, that was the clip where I was like, fuck, I got to rewatch this movie. <laughs> Never even heard I of watched it. the clip of her like uh, getting in a fight with like his like uh, Marky Mark's like sisters or somebody, whoever it was in the film when his yeah. mom comes over and starts harassing him. Yeah. She's like, where you fucking been? And then they get in a fight. She's like, bitch, don't call me a skank. <laughs> she just punches the shit out of the other girl. <laughs> oh, nice. All that's right. That's fucking good, dude. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, Number two, she plays Cat Peterson in that '70s show for one episode. Oh, one of her first does. roles. Um, wow, I forgot she was in Kat that Peterson? '70s. Show. Uh, she's the quote unquote the most popular girl at school. Um, she oh. for one episode she um, has like a little fling with Hyde um, early on, season maybe one or two, maybe two. Wow. Um, yeah, and she pretends it doesn't happen or something. Yeah. Like that? Um, classic, so funny. Dude, I was cracking him so much when I was watching those clips. It was really just because Hyde was hilarious, but, you know, big <laughs> shout to Amy Adams. Um, and then also Katie from The Office. Uh, but if we want to do other shouts other than that, um, it's just that I haven't seen the movies in so long. It's like, do I love the movie or do I love her performance? It's, like, difficult to say. I mean, that that's with the whole list, really. Um, yeah. But, like, shout out, like, her, um, American Hustle, The Master, um she's been in a bunch of stuff that's that's been all all good you know Mm -hmm. i've seen none of those (laughs) yeah so mine i think i'd honestly this is probably my favorite performance of hers um so i will say arrival number one uh i agree that the fighter is immaculate so that's number two and then i did have the master as number three um in her, she's just a. She's like, the I don't friend. Remember her? She's the friend okay. that. Um, he, oh, with like, the talks with the crazy, yeah, hair. the crazy hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah she's good, but she's kind of ancillary. Yeah. So like, I, I, she, I didn't. I watched her. one clip from it, and I was like, "Yeah, she's doing pretty good." And I was like, "This movie's yeah. great." <laughs> yeah, she's got um, like, such insane, 
like early 2010s energy. She was just like nominated for best actress like every year yeah. for the mm-hmm. first few years of the 2010s or or supporting actress. Um, I haven't seen Julie and Julia or Doubt, which apparently are like two of her. Yeah, roles, I haven't either. And Abby, I think I've has seen, seen both, and she was like, "Have you seen either of those?" And I was like, "No." And yeah. I, she was like, "They're great." So I've, I've heard seen Doubt is really good. I've seen some of Julia and Julia. I haven't mm. seen all of it. I've seen maybe sixty percent of it. If I had to guess, I'm pretty sure she was nominated. It was for good. Both of those. I mean, p- the and parts that I saw were good. She was nominated for both of those and the fighter. And I want to say for American Hustle too, which is also probably. decent, but I probably hasn't aged as well. David O. Russell's kind of hit or miss. Anyway, Dude, I couldn't even tell you what American Hustle's about. I do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> They're con men, and Christian Bale wears a fat suit. Yeah, that's I remember like, that. That's pretty yeah. much my and Jennifer it's in Lawrence. The 70s. Right. She. Yeah. That was when Jennifer Lawrence was like the hottest actress in Hollywood. They were like they were like one. They were two, fighting it. Yeah, less. they were they were yeah. yeah duking it out. And then they were like in the movie together. Yeah, it was crazy. Good times. That's, That's one of the movies um, where I pulled a will and saw it by myself in the theaters. Nice. Bro, listen, can we get a quick PSA? <laughs> Going to movies by yourself is like the greatest thing in the world. You should all do it. I feel Everyone like you... has this like crazy hang up about it. It's so delightful. Yeah. I first of all, I lived here I've lived here for like six years. And for the first three years I like didn't really actually have any friends down here. So I just like saw so many movies alone. For one of those years, I saw... he just bullied me. I saw, <laughs> I saw the Force Awakens alone on opening night. I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw Last Jedi alone uh, on opening night. I'm like that guy who's there Thursday night at 7 p.m. by himself, just like being all hyped up. But you know anyway, what you didn't see matter. alone? Detective Pikachu. All right, we were drawing no, off BJ's. <laughs> we were and Solo didn't see either of those. Alone. Shout we out BJ's Brewhouse. <laughs> Shout out BJ's Brewhouse, bro. Pazuki. Shout out Doughboy's podcast. Doing a great. They're doing a. Uh, never mind. This is not important. Are they just right, eating cool. a bunch of Pazukis? To be fair, no, Detective they're, Pikachu. They're, they do a tournament every March of like fast food tournaments. So this year they're doing des- like best fast food desserts. And Pazuki got knocked out in the first round. Um, BJ's isn't fast food. It's a sit-down restaurant. It's fast casual. It's a cha- I'm sorry. They do chain restaurants, not oh, fast okay. food. Sorry. Best, best chain restaurant dessert. And Pazuki was in the, the first round, and it got knocked out like immediately. It's no anyway, good. I've never had one. What are you going to say, Trev? I'll Detective say, Pikachu Detective slaps. Is, is a fun movie, especially when you're drunk. That's how I saw it. We, I <laughs> feel like we were vibing hard. I've also seen it after the fact, and it was still it, – it It's still up. fun. Yeah, it's I thought it was yeah, – I thought a fun the visuals movie. were It's a very cool. fun movie. A good time. I like I like Pokemon too. I was kind of pissed. I arrived, arrived to the theater late, and my buddy so did we got my ticket. <laughs> got, no, because my buddy got my ticket for me, and like I didn't miss any of the movie, but he opened my pack of Pokemon cards I got with the movie. Damn! Wow, that's fucked dude. Up. We yeah, missed the Kyle first ten easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, our waiter we it was all his the trailers. First day. <laughs> we missed all the trailers and the first sentence of the film. It was just very drunk, like wandering Damn. into Dude, a it was our waiter's first day, and he never detective. came back with the checks. We were just sloshed trying to find him. <laughs> <laughs> just me and Jacob walking in with like a bunch of families yeah. on like a Tuesday afternoon. It was an empty shit. BJ's at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah, nice. just hammered. Uh, I went time. to a theater that served alcohol in it, so that's how I nice. had that's my That's the boost. best. Shout out to Alamo Draft House. I miss you dearly. Studio um, Movie Grill in Tampa is oh, where yeah. I was at, which mm. in University Mall, which is garbage, but the theater is pretty good. So yeah. All right, 28 All right. and a half We're minutes 30 in. Minutes. Let's... <laughs> spoilers zone. Yay. <laughs> Let's hit the spoilers. So Time should to crack we my start... second drink. Should we start with the twist? Sure. Or the I guess the reveal. Yes, because I have stuff I want to talk about that kind of has done that Go in for a it, similar sure. way. So the big twist, well, like the whole premise is that she's trying to learn their language. And the root language is a big circle. Because they experience time, I guess, either circular. It's either they experience time circularly. It's just or nonlinear. All, or all at once, basically. Yeah. Um, which is cool. So it's basically seeing the future. Because for her, she's learning it now, so therefore she's not really seeing her past as much because that's normal. She's seeing future stuff, which is dope, and I love that. Getting information in the future that you can use in the present, stuff like that. That kind of happens towards the end where the Chinese general gives him her phone number and what to say to him in the future. And then she's – that was so so cool. And like – so sci-fi series, it's right – 
back there on that shelf. Nice. We can see it perfectly. Uh, and your weeb shelf. <laughs> that is not the weeb shelf. That's the weeb wall. And then the weeb shelf is over there. It's hidden in a lock. <laughs> oh, uh, Strategically out of frame. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was in frame previously, but I wanted all the Overlord books in a nice stack. Too many waifus like, by on themselves. the covers. Fair. Um, Too many body pillows. <laughs> I don't have a body pillow. You should I, get one. I've though. thought about it. Eh. Um. So what? What's the similar media that you're talking about? It, this it's called. It's the only way it's similar is that uh, she can see the future. It's called mm-hmm. theirs is not to reason why. It's a sci-fi series, super far in the future. She's like a psychic soldier who knows. I think it says it pretty quickly in the first book. I don't think anyone's probably going to read it, uh, but it's a good oh. series that she knows that she needs to do a bunch of stuff to prevent humanity from going extinct about mm. 300 years in the future or something mm. like that. Okay. So she is going through her entire life making sure certain events occur and certain people are alive and certain people aren't. Yeah. <laughs> and she joins the military to do such because it's the most efficient way to do so. And she gets like at she some joins point the she's system? like system. One of the militaries. Yeah. There's a bunch of militaries because future space sci-fi spaceships yeah all dude. That crap hell yeah Star but it's Trek. cool because it's similar where she like looks to the future and it's like i'll know how to do this in the future i'll take the time to learn it later so let me just look ahead so i can do it now <laughs> that's pretty cool stuff like that so it's like watching this also yeah i got spoiled for like the fact that she's all of her flashbacks air quote at the beginning of Our the future. movie are flash forwards essentially yeah dude when this movie started i was like I was like, what the fuck? This is such a weird beginning. Like, it's like, yeah. like, why am I seeing this? Are they just trying to get me to cry? And like, it yeah. I felt like, yes. <laughs> but, but then, uh, at the end when everything is coming together, I'm like, oh, that was dope. <laughs> yeah. Cause at first yeah, I like, dude. wasn't into it. I was like, they're just trying to like, like get me play, to care too much about this character. And I thought yeah. that was kind of cheap. And then at the end I was like, man, that was actually fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's got very, very big, like, first five minutes of up energy. Like, it just starts out with, like, dude, an honestly, incredibly yes. sad montage. Yeah. And it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Just a kid growing they, up like, and dying early. <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, that's like, I love that, how they manipulate the audience with that, you know, because you, because of course you're you're not thinking, like, oh, this is clearly the future. Yeah. Like, it's just like, damn, this lady has had a sad-ass life, and now she's just this, like, lonely-ass college professor. Unless you're spoiled. Like me, and then yeah. and Dude. then you're watching this, going, "This is the this is the future." <laughs> Dude, her house was so fucking sick. Can That's we talk cool about house. how it's like the most beautiful oh, house in the most beautiful area? <laughs> she's on a fucking lake. Oh. Yeah, she's just like a fucking rich ass oh language professor, God. dude. That house was well, she's gorgeous. Like, apparently, a she, super expert linguist. So, like, yeah. who knows? And she's been used by the military before and all that kind of stuff. I who knows how house. many? Like, we don't even know how many languages she knows. Millions. Yeah, so many. Like, bajillions. All, the, all of them. She knows all the languages. All throughout this movie, she talks about speaking, um, at least Farsi? knowing how uh, Sanskrit, yeah. which is not really a language, but it's the written huh? language of a couple yeah. of languages, I think. Cuneiform. Um, Mandarin. Farsi. Portuguese. Farsi. What is... Yeah. Farsi is the one that she translated for the government the first time. Yes. Uh, at least those four. She burns that other professor. She fucking yeets him. Dude, yeah. Like, I have that go, in my go, notes. Go. Like, ask him what the Sanskrit word for war go is. Go see what translation. it is, bitch. <laughs> I bet you he's gonna fuck it up, and then he fucks it yeah, up. Yeah, that was such a. And they're flex, like, they're like, bro. get in the She's copter. Like... Ten minutes. You've got ten. <laughs> also, can we talk? I want to talk about that for a second. What packing your bag in ten Cur- minutes? That's fucking no, tough. No, Cur- no, Colonel um, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, Forrest so Whitaker. Good. What's his? What's his? His name? accent is terrible. Yeah, whatever. I hated his Boston accent. I hated it. I didn't even realize his... he was trying to do a Boston accent. Dude, a fat accent. Oh, I just so thought. Bad. He was just fine, he was but like he, he was doing a Boston accent. He, he definitely was. Annoys me a little bit in this movie in that. How dare you? He acts like his character acts like a dumbass sometimes, but maybe it's for the sake of explaining stuff to the audience. But it's just like here, here's two questions we asked and some vibrating sounds. Translate it. 
And she's like, I, I can't. I have to talk to him. It's like, you're just trying to get on the spaceship, aren't you? He's like, she's like, no. I feel like I, that's classic, though. You gave me two. You know? Yeah, that's classic military skepticism of, yeah. the, of the general public. Like, I guess, but that's that. And then after that, she gives him the list of words whenever she's going. they're going back in. And it's like, here's my list of vocabulary words we're going to try and work with these aliens about. And he's like, these are all grade school words. Explain it to me. And it's like. I like that stuff because I, mean, I needed it explained. I'm I loved dumb. it, honestly. <laughs> For me, my first thought was, no shit, it's grade Dude, school I words. Actually How do you loved think we she... learned language? We lo- the re- they're grade school words for a reason. I loved when I she was broke foundation. down the foundation. Like, what? I, like, yeah. I, I would watch a me. whole movie of her just teaching me linguistics. I would, too. I thought it was so interesting. Oh, yeah. Like, it's but so compelling. I liked it. So, I liked her sorry, explanation <laughs> of it, but just his immediate going, why? Why this? Yeah. You're the expert, but why? I need to explain it to these people like well maybe he does which he right? does He's but also it's superior trevor have you ever tried but to he, explain something to the entire um entirety of the pentagon because i don't think you have no i haven't but regardless they're all a bunch of dummies it, with anger problems yeah but still <laughs> him just going uh, dude i'm gonna get talking attacked now i'm waiting for the slot team to come to me <laughs> but him just i apologize like, man you're cool <laughs> go ahead trevor <laughs> Him just, like, talking down his nose almost at her, like, why are you using these simple words? Why aren't we just asking them the question now? Was just, like, so... It seems just so dumb and unrealistic. I don't think it's unrealistic at all. I think the escalation of all the countries was very accurate. (laughs) Yeah, agree. I also think that he's a a very good representation of a middle ground between someone who's, like, genuinely trying to understand and help versus, like... The, the the grunts who try to fucking bomb the Dude. spaceship. Like, because, you know, he could very easily be of that mindset, right? So he's like, I I trust you, but, like, I need you to tell me what to say to convince yeah. my superiors. Because in reality, my superiors are mostly aligned with these fucking grunts who are trying to see for the aliens. Dude, you yeah. know? I like, loved that they were just listening to, like, an alt-right web radio host. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's so accurate. God, it's crazy. Wild. It was fucking 2016, great. That man, also, no. that scene, the C4 scene is so fucking good. Yeah. It's very good. But, like, no, and I get that. And, like, him asking, like, tell me what I should tell these people. Yeah. That's fine. But his just immediate gut reaction to going, this is dumb. These are grade school words. That's the part that annoyed me more than anything. But he that's understood fair. in the end when she explained it. She's like, that's the yeah, only way Yeah, which I'm glad. No, I appreciate that he understood it. But that first gut reaction I think it of sounds, like, okay, fine. Sounds like it's not a I would get, five. I would get him being angry and talking if it was like two months later. And she's still working with like. Hadn't time almost, passed like, a good amount though? It'd probably been like a no, good amount. No, it was the following day. What's that like? It was the following day. That had been a minute. Or no, it was two. It had been two days because day one she she, she passed out. Sorry, I didn't yeah. realize that you were fucking day like mastered. Two, she, I don't think she froze. I think day two. What she just day two she brings in human. Did she bring in that on the day two, yeah. or was it? Did she just try yeah. and talk on day two? No, day two. No, was she the tried human to board. talk on day two because she just tapped, and then day three was when she brought in the whiteboard, and then that's when she did human again. I think. Okay. I want to say it. yes. I want to say that. I might be wrong. No, dude. You've got I'm it. pretty um, sure she brought in the board on day two, but I'll take your word for it. Either way. I don't know. Either way. She brings the list in on day three or four. Mm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that shouldn't... Because that's even his big thing. He comes back. They come back after doing the whiteboard thing, and he's like, I need a vocabulary list by the next time. And she's like, yeah. okay, fine. And then yeah. but it's like, next we- time. The thought process behind what she's doing, I thought, was like, it could so easily be boring, but it was so compelling to me. Yeah, like, it was. Oh, it was very I mean, compelling. Oh, no. Like, it was I, was, I was absolutely fucking riveted by this film. And I'm oh, curious. Same. I'm curious what you two, like, did you, did either of you catch any of the hints that led to the reveal at the end of the film? Because there are hints throughout. I can't I know Trevor. that. You were spoiled because you had that in your mind the whole time. But like watching it the second time, like to be to be honest, I I planned to watch it twice because I didn't expect I didn't remember really much of it <clears throat> going into my first watch on Monday night. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it to refresh myself and then watch it a third time. 
um, to like be prime for the podcast. But kind of as soon as it started, I was like, holy shit, like I remember all of this now. You know, it came like swimming, it came like rushing back. So did either of you catch the hints that they were littering kind of throughout the film about the end? I mean, essentially the end and like what the alien's purpose was? I mean, no, I'm much too dumb. I did not catch it. <laughs> okay. I don't. I, I don't think you're dumb of, at all. I think no. it's. I think it's just like, why would you be looking out for these things? But I think this is a movie that, uh, really rewards like a second viewing because it just lets you bask in like how meticulously it's planned, and there are so many little things sprinkled in. And Trevor, I'll let you. I you know you're about to say something, so I'll let you say what you're going to say. Uh, before I point out the few sure. things that I wrote down, that I, I probably missed some too. Uh, I didn't write anything specific down, but thinking about it off the top of my head, definitely the narration at the very beginning. Uh, if you know, you know, and it's very. Like, Are you I, quoting like, Notorious tr- B.I.G. there? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, if you don't know now you know (laughs) who you are but her talking about like sorry go ahead knowing when her daughter's story begins oh god here he goes (laughs) i'm sorry that was the last one trevor trevor i heard you were saying something daughter i heard daughter why am i the one that's interrupted the most i don't know that's weird that was that was purely a bit and i apologize it was that a was good intentional bit. it was a fat bit. it still happened a couple of times this episode but still trevor i apologize that was all jacob. Uh, <gasps> mostly jacob i've but... been good this episode <laughs> her narration at the beginning about not knowing when her daughter's like not sure of when her daughter's story starts if like again like if you realize that the story is her telling that is in the future that's kind of obvious. Um, other than that, not really. Because they, they kind of like fake you out if you do know. Like for me, one of the things that kind of faked me out, it was kind of weird, was when she comes home after the um, aliens have landed. And she's talking to her mom. And mom's like, and she's like, yeah, mom, no, I'm doing okay. And all that stuff right after we've seen this flashback. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, that's one of the things that did so doubt in my spoiler. Yeah. A little bit. I was like, are they just f- trying to really sell this f- flashback? Air yeah. quotes. Um, or or am I just wrong? Am I just wrong about, <laughs> wrong about this spoiler, possibly, that she's sees the future and time is circular or something along yeah. those lines. I think it's really masterful. And there's a, you know, this is kind of like a, I, part of me doesn't want to mention this, but there's a, there's a YouTube video about the film and how it kind of defies general expectation of the viewer. Um, it's a YouTube account called the nerd writer. And I think the title of the video is pretty clickbaity, but it's like arrival colon, a response to dumb movies or like bad film or something like that which is like goofy as fuck but it talks about how they play with our expectations about like it's it's setting us up to believe that she's distraught and disaffected because she's lived through the death of her child but it's not that's not the case you know it's like it's a it's a pretty it's interesting video um Mm -hmm. but so circling back to yeah i, I do want to say saying. that that's why i didn't like the beginning is because it reminded me of bad movies <laughs> like yeah. where, like and where they fair. just like we'll try to bring you in and care about these characters by showing you something really awful happen yeah. to them straight away obviously it's not yeah. the case it's like this, but it's like emotionally manipulative yeah but then it's not you know yeah um but i will say so like this is kind of speaking to the fact that it rewards second viewings so in that opening monologue that Trevor referenced, she talks about no longer believing in beginnings and endings, which obviously plays into the circular narrative of the film. She's also walking down a circular hallway in the hospital. Yeah. Um, which That's a dope I visual. was like, holy that shit. That was cool. That so was a very cool. cool visual. Right. It's a great visual just standing Very 2001 alone. A Space Odyssey. Right. And it also plays into the theme of the film. But so about 
an hour in, they start dropping like pretty serious hints. They they first mention um, nonlinear orthography, and they're talking about is this how they think? Like, do the aliens think nonlinearly? That's fifty five minutes into the film. Um, an hour and two minutes into the film, they say learning a language can rewire your brain. They're talking about that that principle yeah. about like are you are you dreaming in their language? Um, and that kind of alludes to. You know, once she learns their language, she now no longer sees time as a linear structure. And then at an hour and 23 minutes, the aliens are... I I can't remember now that I'm talking about it, if this is when she's in their ship by herself and is talking to them. But the aliens at one point say, there is no time, which literally they, they mean there is no, like, we don't understand the concept of time like you do like there is time isn't a thing to us and also many become one which is like many memories become one because we're no longer thinking of thought linearly so like they're dropping these little hints like halfway through the movie and you don't really find all this stuff out until the last yeah. like what 15 minutes you know i just like on a second watch it's like wow they're it's there for you and i i, I just love a film that rewards that second viewing you know and lets you like see how well plotted and well structured it is um because you know first time you're never gonna pick those things up as like this is the key to the plot you know <laughs> but like when you watch it it's like here's this little breadcrumb that we left for you and like how dope are we like we're very smart um oh and i i'm a sucker for that so yeah I, it was just it was cool as fuck plus her daughter's name is hannah which is forwards and backwards which i thought yeah, was the... also great that was nice. That was a nice little touch. With the but Yeah, it was cool. Jacob, you seem like you want to say something. Oh, uh no, I was just listening. I was trying not to interrupt too much. I, I interrupt so often normally. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like he's got called out. Um No, it's something I think about every time I listen back to the podcast. Um <laughs> But uh did you guys think it was rude that the um, the aliens kept sticking their asshole up against the glass? <laughs> That's their hand. Oh, it looked like an asshole, yeah. though. <laughs> that, they, like a that they inked out of. Yeah. Like yeah, it is an ink. It is um, an ink spewer. Yeah, it made me think of like when. Um, it's like the classic joke where like uh, like a person puts titties up against the uh, prison glass, except it's a butthole. <laughs> so did they okay. leave, this, leave this in the profound <laughs> interesting movie about non-linear thinking and your past and We're your future is all being holes. one yeah but <laughs> i liked the uh, i ever... do want to say it was 32 minutes right, before we uh, i want to say something yeah go true. for it nerd which i like i do appreciate that uh my yeah. big thing i want to say ian Jeremy Jeremy Renner, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Renner's character, Hawkeye. Ian. Coward. Whoa. Coward. Whoa. He is a coward. Oh, because of the ending. Yes. Yeah. She goes through her whole life knowing the sadness that both she and her family is going to feel about her daughter's death and the fact that Ian leaves her. And Ian is a coward. Because when he mm -hmm. finds out about it, he decides he's just going to not interact with his daughter much anymore, treat her different, and just tell him, tell his... I don't know if that's what caused them to split up. It is. Okay. That's what's yeah. implied, at least. Coward. That's my thought. You're an asshole. Like, yeah, just... I, I think that's a super valid opinion, and I think that it... Like, on one hand, I, you know, it's like hard not to understand where he's coming from, but like at the same yeah. time, like, of course, it's horrible that he just like leaves his wife and daughter. Yeah. Um, because he finds out, like, you know, with no concept of like what Amy Adams has been going through, uh, Louise yeah. has been going through, like, she's knowing this from the jump. Like, yeah. she knows you're going to leave. She knows. That her daughter's gonna die, but she still went through with it. And then you find out, and you're immediately just like, "I'm out. This is too. You're a jerk for doing this." Like I get, like, 
100% justified if he was, like, really mad and maybe had to go off and, like, be, like, alone for a while. But to leave forever. He left forever. And, like, it doesn't show him. Well, I mean, obviously it doesn't show him in the flashbacks at the beginning. But even once we find out, it doesn't show him. But it's heavily implied that he is not there when his daughter dies. (laughs) Like. Yeah. Like. That's pretty fucked up. Dude. That's, That's like. terrible. Like, yeah, great on, I think uh, Louise is a much, like, is a very strong person being mm-hmm. able to even just cope with being able to see your whole life yeah. in one and know all that pain and still go through with it because of the joys in between. That's what life is. Right. Joys with pain and all that fun stuff. But I don't know. I Like, part of me is just like, man, he really sucks. And she probably could have maybe found somebody else who would have been able to handle that a bit better but then he's the person that she really loves and so yeah. whatever but i think it's a it's a fun i mean fun is maybe not the right word but it's an interesting juxtaposition too because throughout the first half of the film he is the brave one you know he's the one who's like trying to help her through the process he's the one who is excited and like his like wonder when they first drive up to the spaceship you know he's like he's just like looking around like a like a like a child you know? yeah and he's kid, touching it shop. And... yeah he's like running his fingers across the underside of it and he's brave and he's like you're gonna be okay you know when she starts freaking out and then at the end of all of this she's the one who sticks with it and he doesn't i think it's just a it's a cool character choice i'll say it's mildly hinted and talked about i guess very very mildly this is just me Going, like mm. he's very brave in his words and inconsequential actions, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. But the moment the real shit happens, like Amy Adams, she just takes her suit off. That's yeah. she's just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this. And he, it takes him a while before he's just like, all right, yeah, okay, I guess I'll do it too, or whatever. But yeah, like any any really big serious bravery comes from Louise. And then Ian's kind of a bit more of a not all talk, no action. Mostly talk, little action. Yeah. Little that's little fair. action. And I think guy. it's worth it's worth circling back to the fact that they don't introduce the aliens until like thirty minutes in, like Cobb mentioned. I think the way mm-hmm. they introduce them by by sound and not by visual is cool. Um they sound and like, like there's such a yeah, such a huge yeah. level of anticipation, you know, when you're, like, first getting into the spaceship and going up. It's, like, I just think it's, you know, it's so methodical and, like, quiet. Uh, yeah, I just, it's fun. The, the it's gravity cool. hallway is so cool. The gravity that hallway is cool. dope as hell. Yeah. It's, One of my notes oh. is just glow stick. <laughs> it's glow just, stick. it's all, you know. It, it's what like, a cool shit. way to show that. Yeah. That a, yeah. I agree. Um. Stray notes that I have since it feels like we're kind of winding down. Um, I love that they chose Abbott and Costello as names for the two. Um, I love how devastating it was that the one of them died in that C4 Mm -hmm. uh, scene. You know, you find out once she goes back to the spaceship, Abbott, that she's like, where's Abbott? Uh, And he's like, you know, he does his little... What is it? language and what is he and says dead. what does he get out abbott is death process or something yeah, like yeah abbott is death process yeah. yeah i just thought of death stranding that's like i was like oh this is yeah so did like this Kojima. was the c4 like strong enough to like blow through the glass or something like what happened i think it must have i guess yeah. it must have been yeah you'd think that also tell- you'd think their alien glass would be stronger than anything on earth I mean, the ship floated there without disturbing air, without doing anything to human-recognized physics. Like, <laughs> yeah, we. To be fair, they also like they. Maybe it was because that they like made the conscious decision to get Ian and and uh, Louise out of that room. You know, like push them away yeah. and mm-hmm. seal off the chamber that the explosion then came their way you know who knows like um, he just got scared and had a heart attack <laughs> just passed out. Yeah, he's like oh um, fuck so uh, my my thought is yeah like costello is the one that spewed all the ink and then left he kind of like got went inked. out of frame and then costello is the one that like 
got the um save the day part one of 12 of their yeah. like how their language works yeah out there and then push them out and save them and then mm-hmm. i guess any sort of transparent material is going to innately be weaker than like the surrounding stuff so it would funnel a force like that and that was a yeah. that was a good chunk of c4 that was a pretty good sized chunk yeah. solid break fuck those guys um, oh, honest to God, those guys can just... Oh, I hate them. <laughs> and also, they definitely knew, right? Costello and Abbott definitely knew because they were, like, tapping on the glass. Yeah, yeah they, they were knew. knocking. Pointing, they, like, they had never hey, done before. Yeah. Hey, that! Get that out yeah. of... That's that's dangerous. Like, Yeah, that sequence is just so good. Um, my other stray notes, I love the kangaroo story that she tells. Yeah, that was good. Um that was Especially how it's fake. Like she's like, ah, yeah, I made it she's up. Like, That's like, not real. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, you're smart. Um, and I then, there, so I'm. Go ahead, Trev. Sorry. I think there is a some story like that that is real, though. Yeah. Like that makes sense. So she based it on something. Or I feel, or I, are like, you pranking us right now? I could be. Like the back of my mind is like, there's a real language story I've heard. Where they they pointed at stuff and were like this, and they said the thing, and they found out later that it means either hello or what what are you talking about or something along <laughs> those lines. It was just like either generic greeting or we don't know what you're saying. That was the thing. But yeah. maybe maybe I'm honestly thinking of the kangaroo story and somebody else told it to you're me. You're thinking of the movie Kangaroo <laughs> Jack, brother. Ah yes, kangaroo Shout with out the hoodie. Anderson. Hell yeah. All right. Um. So just. As we wrap up, were y'all not like floored by the ending like I was? I mean, I don't think innately I was as floored just because, again, you knew I was somewhat knew what was going to happen. Still loved it. Still loved the the interaction with the Chinese general. Yeah, and her coming to grasp with her new f- how. I feel like in that moment, she's also realizing, wow, I'm going to have to function in human society <laughs> yeah. with a highly different thought process. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool, though. I do like that. That was the part, though, that gave me knocked my rating down a little bit as well, though. I would like to have them to explore that concept a little bit more. Her living with a nonlinear thought process. I think yeah. that would have been too um, much. I don't think we need to see that. I like that idea. That's the kind of stuff that I like to be expanded on. Wild, crazy concepts. Like, how would someone function? That's something that I feel like they would, if it was, like, a book series, it would be a thing. The but, like, in a movie, book, yeah. like, you don't, I don't think you need, in my opinion, at least. Trevor's pointing to his anime that he referenced yeah. earlier. That's not anime. That's a regular novel. That's a regular novel. His hentai Sorry. novellas that he reads in the toilet. Pips, Pips <laughs> rolling around like, get your fucking Pips, anime Pips, out of here. Um, only... Cobb, thoughts? You didn't cry? Um, No, I mean, like, I was definitely moved at certain parts of it, um, like, revolving around um, the, like, uh, at the end of the movie, like, more stuff with the daughter and everything that they were going through. Um, yeah. I thought the ending was really gripping. Um, her like, going through this process and like having these like moments that's like in present but also in past and like figuring things out as it's happening is really yeah. was really an interesting idea. Like she's the literally hearing, scene. yeah, in the, the cell, cell phone scene, scene where so she's good. hearing what the guy's telling her and just saying it back to him um, yeah. was awesome. Um, I I still think it's crazy uh, like that. It's, it's I just really want to know more about that little um, conversation though because like how could that still be enough for the entirety of the Chinese military uh, to change their minds and then Russia and Sudan to follow suit I just feel well, like, I mean he's the he's the leader of the military isn't he so like yeah I know his but word like, is Word is bond. Wouldn't he just be Wu-Tang like, this is a prank caller? Boom. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, who else? I mean, how could anybody know? I just feel like he would have never his taken wife's that call. dying words. Yeah. You maybe you'd never. Yeah, I, guess I don't pick I mean, up. I don't pick up numbers. I don't know. That's very pragmatic. I mean, if I guess, if it's, if you're like the head person of an entire like a, of a major, but it was his personal military, phone. private phone. No one's gonna have that number. 
If it's no a, one's what do you mean if it's, if it's your personal phone? Scammers have that number. They call you all day, all day, every day. I don't think a military That's leader, a secure sat phone. It's not. Dude. They said In it was China? his personal phone, not his sat no. phone. They said it was his personal this is, number. This is also. <laughs> Think about it. this. He is also pulled in out China. his Nokia, uh, his Nokia forty five hundred, and said, <laughs> "Hey, <laughs> this is here's no, but- my number. It's five 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 five. Classic fives <laughs> in this. Story, but this, dude. remember, Great like ref. we're saying, this is this is in China, which is a highly regulated scammers regime. are everywhere. Never forget, people, keep your eyes open. I mean, yes, keep your eyes open. Third eye open." I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure fuck he's yeah, not getting Will. scam calls on that private phone. You don't know what the fuck he's getting, dude. Can I I'm get an amen, sure. brother, to that? I no. think <laughs> no, because I I'm I'm on I'm on Trevor's side on this one. I think I forgot how good it it felt to be held by you is like one of the all time that's a good most line. devastating lines in film that I've seen. And this is one of those movies that like I finish and I'm just like I don't know what to do with myself. You know, like I was just like so distraught. <laughs> uh, you know, I like I it's it's a film that I finish and I like take my glasses off and like wipe my eyes and I'm like Jesus fucking Christ! Like this is just this is just too much. Um, See, I I need to find something that'll make me cry like that because I haven't cried at a movie oh, o- other than like because I. I said I teared up at one of you the You cried other... at Gurren Lagann, you said. Yeah, I know. But, like, I haven't <laughs> cried at anything that's, like, legitimately sad in a long time. Like, I cry at stuff that's, like, big, epic moment with sad attached. Yeah. I mean, I also... I mean, I don't think it's fair to you to stack up your emotional response to my emotional response. Yeah. Because I am just inherently an emotional person. I mean, like, I cried at... Boromir dying in the Fellowship of the Rings when I was 13 and I saw it in theaters like I was like weeping in the movie theater you know so like that's wow. where I'm coming from like I cry I don't come from that movies. at all then yeah, yeah <laughs> okay you know like so it's like a very different like it's just I'm predisposed to be fully invested in film or TV and to be a sucker for you know being manipulated by the music by the plot by what's happening in the film like that kind of shit gets me and so like like i mentioned before we jumped into spoilers like i think that string theme the violin or viola the theme that plays in the first chunk of the film it's the first flashback when you assume it's the past and then it comes back at the end of the film once you realize that it's now her future it's just like is absolutely fucking devastating and mm-hmm. destroys me and i think that that kind of thing is like I'm I'm wholly susceptible to that, and I mean that, and I I'm pseudo susceptible to it in a similar way. Yeah. With it's just not quite the same level. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't know. It's I'm not I'm not susceptible. I guess I don't cry at the same things, which is fair. Yeah, which you know, fair. everyone cries. Never I definitely didn't cry in Gurren Lagann. I don't so. cry. I don't really. I have. I can't remember the last time I fully cried at something. Like I'll choke up and like tear up, but like. Like yeah. a sob, I was like no, ugly I'd... crying. I was yeah. ugly crying at the end of this movie. Damn, I can't it, think it, of the it, last time I ugly cried at anything. What, yeah, so, sure. dude? Like any whether it be movie or real life, I can't think of the last time. Not I did. even in real life either. Damn, dude, gotta get a good cry out, Trev. I know, and um, I actually have been thinking about that. There's like a couple of things that I've put off because I know that they're very sad. Like yeah. pieces of media that I've put off because I'm like you can't even think of know. things in your real life that you that you've ugly cried about. The last I have I can think of things that I have in the past, but like the most recent I can't think of mm. what I, the most recent would be. Like my uncle when he died when I was like a little kid, yeah, yeah I got super sad about that, and I definitely sure. ugly cried for that. But like I can't think of the last thing <laughs> that I ugly cried over. Maybe my dog. Yeah. I was at your house, Jacob, when I found out about that. I remember that. Yeah, we were going to record the Drake and Josh podcast, and uh, that did not happen. (laughs) No. I I got a call from my parents. I got in the car, and I drove home. (laughs) Well, first you were wrapped up in a blanket for a little bit on my couch. I was. I was a little intoxicated, too, so I was, like, trying to sober up and cry and go home. (laughs) Well, I think on this note, um, 
Shout Great movie, Will. I can't give any final shots. <laughs> Shout out I was gone friend. for the last five oh, minutes please. of that conversation. Yeah, go. That's oh, your fault. I, I, st- I still really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a really awesome sci-fi movie. Um, I, I didn't love it as much as you guys, I guess, but I still thought it was phenomenal. I still thought it was a great movie. Mm. Um, one that I would definitely watch again. Um, and and yeah, I just I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I feel bad that I didn't have more to say about it. Um, but I feel like I might, if I had, wa- if I like watched it again, um, yeah. you know, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was really sick. It was a tight movie. Yeah. That's totally fair. And yeah. I don't think you should feel bad about it. Um, no, no, feel bad. Shout out to Denis Villeneuve, watch Sicario, watch Arrival, watch Blade Runner 2049 and watch Doom when it comes out. Blade Runner uh, has Sorry. fucking amazing cinematography. You should give it a watch. Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> I need to see the sequel. I've seen the original. I have not seen the sequel still. 2049 cinematography is insane. <laughs> I wanted to bring it so badly to this podcast, but Cobb has. Of course, seen I've it, seen so it. Come I, on, <laughs> I couldn't. Who are you was, talking that movie, to? That movie fucking slaps. Uh, it's like that's one of the best examples of seeing a movie in, in movie theaters that I can think of. Um, Shout out Ryan Gosling. Shout out Harrison Ford. Shout out Denis Villeneuve. I think that's Roger Deakins too. The cinematography. I actually didn't. I watched um, it uh, on HBO, um, but the cinematography yeah. was still fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. That's a that's a mind blower. I got to make uh, sure I watch that on a, a good setup because my home set, this setup that I'm using right now, is not what I watch this movie on. Hence, I watched do the, on a very do poor setup that was out of my control somewhat. Sometimes so, it happens. Okay, definitely right, do guys. a better well, um, Trevor you watched it on you your much. Nintendo Switch didn't you yep that's where I watched Arrival I watched Arrival on my Switch it does not handle blacks well apparently <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to the both of you shout out to, to Denis Villeneuve and Amy Adams thank yep. you for making this movie it's beautiful watch it uh, watch it again watch it a third time uh, thanks for listening next time stay safe stay healthy Peace. bye everyone Peace.